This podcast is intended to uplift, inspire, and in some cases, educate you on how to create a life that feels good. I am not a health professional, and the information and advice shared on this show should not be taken in replacement for any information or direction given to you by a healthcare professional. If you or someone you know is struggling with your health or mental well-being, please reach out to a healthcare professional in your area. For more information and resources on mental health support, please visit laurajaneillustrations.com forward slash mental health or see the link in the show notes. Hi there, I'm Laura, a teacher turned creator, and this is Fill Up Your Cup, the podcast with a mission to help you feel inspired, motivated, and empowered to show up for yourself and create a life that feels good. We're putting the personal back in personal development as we navigate this journey of self-awareness, self-compassion, and growth together. Because together, And with the right mindset, we are all capable of change and living a life that truly fills us up. How do I stop worrying? I'm such an overthinker. I think the worst before anything has even happened. This is the listener's question that has inspired today's episode. It comes from Chantel, who is a listener of the podcast and wants to know the answer to the question that I think we all want to know the answer to, which is how do we stop worrying? Today's episode is going to be all about how to worry less and do more. So if you, like myself and Chantel, are a little bit of a worrier and find yourself thinking about all of those worst case scenarios, today we're going to look at how we can support ourselves in moving through worry so that we can start to take action. Because here's the thing, you can't really stop yourself from worrying. Worrying is part of how our brain is built. So let me help explain this to you a little bit. I saw this activity in an Instagram reel recently, and it was such a fun way to remind me, and I hope it will be for you as well, about how our brain works. So Stick with me for a moment. We're going to do a little exercise here to remind us of how our brain is built and how our brain works and why it's sometimes impossible to avoid worrying because it's part of how our brain is built. So what I want you to do in a minute, I'm going to count you down and I'm going to give you a couple of seconds to make a list of all of the red things that you can see in the room around you. So we're gonna go all the red things that you can see in the room around you. Three, two, one. Look around the room, make a list, all of the things that are red that you can see. Start to make a list of all the red things in the room. Stopping in three, two, one, stop. 
Now, I want you to close your eyes. If you are driving, please do not close your eyes. So if you are not driving, close your eyes. And now I want you to try and remember or recall all of the blue things that you saw when you were looking around the room. Throwing a little bit of a curveball in there, but go with me. Can you remember any blue things that you saw? So keeping your eyes closed, don't cheat if you can avoid having your eyes open. Any blue things that you saw, can you remember even one blue thing that you saw in the room around you? Okay, opening up your eyes again in three, two, one. So a little bit difficult, but a reminder of how your brain works. I told you to look around the room and find all of the red things. And what did you do? You focused in on things that were red. And so when I asked you to then recall with your eyes closed anything blue that you saw, it was probably pretty challenging because you weren't focusing on the blue things. You were focusing on the red things. And this is a reminder to us of how our brain is built. Our brain is built to collect evidence that supports what we are already thinking or what we already know. And this can be great because our brain is always using what we've learned to help us predict what might happen next. But it's also a reminder that our brain is not a computer. It's not a scientist. It's not all knowing. And so sometimes the evidence that our brain collecting is collecting is not actually going to help us with the problem that we need to face. And so why do I give you this example? It's a reminder that worrying is part of how your brain is built. When you are going into unknown situations, your brain is going to do that worst case scenario thing because it's part of how it's built. It's trying to use what you have experienced to help you predict what might happen. If you had a bad experience in the past, your brain is going to worry that that might happen again as a way to protect protect you from it happening again. But as this exercise reminds us, sometimes the thing that our brain is focusing on is not actually supporting us in what we need in the future. It's not going to help us answer that question or it's not going to help us face the thing that we're actually worrying about because thoughts are not facts. And so even though our brain worries and it creates these worst case scenarios for us, the worst case scenarios that it's creating for us are of course not facts because as wonderful as our brain is at using past experiences and the present moment and the evidence that's in front of us to make really good predictions about what can happen next, it's not able to predict the future. And so therefore, it's not always right. And these things that we are worrying or imagining is going to happen, most of them are not going to happen. So the next time you find yourself worrying or becoming frustrated with yourself because you are a worrier or an overthinker, I want you to remember this exercise and use it as a little bit of a tool for self-compassion, a little reminder that your brain is just working like this. Your brain is just doing what it's built to do in order to protect you. And we're going to use this knowledge of how our brain is built, how our brain looks for evidence to support what it already knows and assumes what's going to happen to help us 
shift our mindset a little bit to move through worry and to try and focus on how we can support ourselves facing whatever it is that we are worried about. So as I said, our brain is built to collect evidence and focus on more of what we already believe or what we've already experienced or what we already know to be true. So as a consequence, the more we worry, the more our attention will focus on the things that could go wrong or notice the things that do go wrong. I call this the Friday the 13th effect because there's obviously a lot of superstition around Friday the 13th, the 13th of the month falling on a Friday, that this is going to be a day full of bad luck. Also, the Mercury and retrograde effect has become a very popular thing to be talked about in recent years that when Mercury goes into retrograde, everything starts to go wrong. And it's kind of like a placebo effect in that if you know there's going to be a Friday the 13th and you wake up on a Friday the 13th and you know the superstition around Friday the 13th being a bad day, you are going to be more likely to notice the things that go wrong that day more than you would on any other day because your brain is built to give you evidence to support what you are already thinking or what you already know, i.e., you are going to focus in on the small things that go wrong because those small things going wrong back up your belief that Friday the 13th is a bad day or when Mercury is in retrograde, things go wrong. It gives you evidence and you go, oh, this has happened because it's Friday the 13th or Mercury is in retrograde or whatever it is. So that's just an example of how this works. Our brain is going to give us evidence of what we believe. It's also how the law of attraction works in terms of helping people be more goal-focused, be more successful, be better at attracting more of what they want into their lives. Because if we're focusing on what we want more, if we're focusing on a goal, if we're working on visualization, we increase our chances of that happening because our brain is going to look for evidence to support this. So we're going to become more aware of opportunities that might help us achieve this goal if we're using things like visualization to kind of reverse engineer this way that our brain gives us more evidence of what we already know to be true or what we already believe. Bringing self-compassion, using this fact to allow you to bring an extra layer of self-compassion to your worrying and your overthinking. Your brain is just looking for evidence to back up what you already believe or know to be true. And so if you've had bad experiences in the past that cause you to worry a lot about the future, it's because you are creating these worst case scenarios in a way as like a safety mechanism. It's kind of like the safety card in the plane. If any of these things happen, know that they could happen and here's what to do. And that's kind of what your brain is doing when it's worrying about all these worst case scenarios. But often what we don't do is the problem solving part around these. And that's what we're gonna use this little fact about our brain and use how our brain works to help us move through worry a little bit better. The goal is not avoiding worry. The goal is getting to know our brain, how it works and using that to our advantage. So know how your brain is built and work with it. If your brain is always looking 
for evidence to support what you already know or what you think to be true, you can use this to your advantage in a way. There is great power in this knowledge. So what we're going to do today is we're going to do some reflection activities around our worrying that are going to help us move through it a little bit or that we can use the next time that we're feeling worried to work with our brain rather than against it. Grab your journal and we're going to do some reflections around this worrying. The first thing that I want you to reflect on, I want you to journal or write down or brain dump is those worst case scenarios. I want you to brain dump them. Let yourself list them. What is the thing you're worried about? And what are all the things that you think could go wrong? Let your brain get those ideas out. And when you've listed all of those ideas and you can let your brain be as wild with the worst case scenarios as you want to be, let yourself have a little bit of freedom with that. Your journal is a safe place to explore these ideas. I then want you on a new page Split the page into three columns, divide it up into things that could happen, are unlikely to happen, and are highly unlikely to happen. So with your worry, all of the things that you worry could go wrong, as well as all of those worst case scenarios, put them into one of those three columns, things that could happen. So there's a genuine reason to be worried about them because there's a higher chance that they could happen. It's not that they will, but they could. They have more likely to happen. Things that are unlikely to happen, so they, they might still happen, but it's more unlikely that they would. And things that are highly unlikely to happen. These are usually those worst case scenarios. There's a lot of things that would have to go wrong in order for that to happen. So split your worries into one of those three columns. Take all of those things your worry could happen, those worst case scenarios, and put them into one of those three columns. Then on another page, we're going to flip it a little bit. We're going to allow ourselves to think just as big and just as out of the box as we did with the worst case scenarios. And we're going to take a leaf from Michelle Poehler's book, who is the author of Hallow Fears. And one of the tips that she gives for conquering fears, which we can use for worry as well, is when you ask yourself, what's the worst thing that can happen? Then ask yourself, what's the best thing that can happen? So just like you did with all of your worries, create a brain dump of all the best case scenarios, all the things that could go well, that could go right, that could work out, that could come from you doing this thing that you're worried about doing or tackling this challenge or starting that thing or whatever it is that you're worried about. What are all the good things that could potentially come from this from likely to highly unlikely? Let yourself, let your mind ramble as far as it did when you were worrying Let yourself do it with these, even if you say, well, that's highly unlikely because the next thing we're going to do is exactly what we did with our worrying brain dump. We're going to take all of those best things that could happen and we're going to divide them into one of three columns. Could happen, unlikely to happen, 
highly unlikely to happen. So you can have a little bit of fun with it as well. Allow your brain to just switch from the worrying for a moment and think about all of the things that could go right, dream big, and then split them into those columns of this could actually happen. If I try this thing, if I go through with this, if I do this challenge, this could be the outcome to it. Then unlikely to happen, this might actually happen as a follow-up to me doing this. It's more unlikely, but it could. And then highly unlikely to happen, as in they would take a lot of other things happening for those outcomes to come from it. But let's put them down on paper as well. They're highly unlikely to happen, but they could. We've thought about our worst case scenarios and our best case scenarios. And then we've brought a little bit of rational thought to them because often worry and fear is irrational. So we've looked at our worries and our fears and we've brought a layer of rationality to them. And we're going to do a little bit more rational thinking now because the next step is to take your lists and focus on that could call you on both lists. So the things that could go wrong and the things that could go right. First, focus on your things that could go wrong. If they did go wrong, what would happen next? And what could you do if this thing happened? So this is like our steps for success. And I'm always talking about when you give yourself a goal, Don't just write down the goal. Give yourself the steps for success in how are you going to get there. It's the same with moving through your worry. Facing this challenge, trying this thing, doing this thing, whatever it is that's creating this worry. We've we've split our worries up and we've narrowed them down. Here are the things that could actually happen. They have not a likely chance, but they're more likely to happen than the other thoughts that are running through our mind. Now, if they did happen, what would our next steps be? What would our action plan be? Bring your rational thought. If you're worried about traveling because you could miss your train or you could miss your flight, those are things that actually could happen. It's not saying that they will, but they could. It's more likely to happen than maybe some of the more irrational worries on your list. What would your next step be? How are you going to just prepare yourself mentally that if this thing goes wrong, you know you have your own yourself, your own back. You know that there are things that you can do. You know you have support networks. You know you have a backup plan maybe. So if the thing does go wrong, what would happen? What's the outcome? Is the world going to end? Is your world going to end? Probably not. What are you going to do next if the thing goes wrong? Any of those points on your could go wrong list. Then look at your could go well list. These are the things that are likely good outcomes to you doing this thing that you're worried about. And ask yourself, how could you give yourself a higher success chance to those could go well items? How could you increase your possibility to making those things happen? What are your steps to success in getting you closer to getting those good outcomes from doing this thing that you're worried about? And by doing this reflection exercise, first of all, working through your worries and then working through your aspirations and then bringing a little bit of rationality to it and then looking much closer at 
those likely fails, let's say, or these those likely things that could go wrong, and those likely wins, those likely things, likely things that could go right. What you're doing is you're creating an action plan for yourself. Worry doesn't help us move towards success. Worry keeps us stuck very often. And by staying stuck and staying worried, we then increase the worry and we become more fearful and more worried about the thing and doing the thing or whatever it is we're worried about. Because instead of doing and because instead of action and instead of trying, we've stayed stuck. By working through this from a somewhat more rational point, by th- trying to move through our worry and look at it from a rational point of view, by kind of stepping outside ourselves a little bit and being that support for ourselves, having our own back, creating this action plan, we can now move towards that thing that we're worried about and we can give it a try because we know if we try and we don't get it right, we have this next step of if we don't get it right, this is what we'll do. And if we try and we do go right, then here are the things that are most likely going to happen. And we know also what we can do to increase our chance in making that happen. So instead of just worrying and letting our brains spiral about what could happen and then what could happen after that and making it worse and worse and worse and worse than that, staying stuck worrying, we actually give ourselves a clearer picture to help us get started. And then the started and the action and the doing gives us evidence because remember, our brain is looking for evidence to back up what we already think we know or believe. And By doing the thing we're worried about and doing it feeling a little bit more empowered because we've worked through those best and worst case scenarios, we're going to give ourselves evidence in the end either way. Either we're going to have evidence to back up the things that could go right and our ability to achieve those things by following our steps to success, or we're going to have evidence to back up the thing that did go wrong and then have a step for us to follow afterwards to help us solve that, move through that, move past that, and get us closer to trying again. Because the fact that our brain is always looking for evidence, the more that we try something, the more evidence that we get. And the more that we can help move ourselves towards feeling less worried about that specific thing, because the more we increase our chance of success by planning those steps for success, by planning how to get ourselves more likely to getting the outcome that we want, the good outcome, we increase our chance of actually doing it. So even if it's a small thing, let's say you're worried about starting a new job because you're worried about making a bad impression on your first date. What's something that you can do to help yourself make a good impression? Maybe you plan and prepare what you're going to wear the night before. Maybe you organize your belongings and your bags, uh, your bag, your work bag the evening before so that you feel organized and prepared going in. Maybe you write a list of things, of questions that you're going to ask to your new manager or your new boss so that you get the answers to things that you're unsure about straight away. 
so that you have a higher chance of being more successful and creating a really good impression about yourself as a worker. Looking at the thing that you're worried about and also looking at the outcome that you want to have so that you can focus on steps to success to get you closer to the outcome that you want. But then also looking at, well, if it does go wrong, what could I do then? So if I do make a mistake on my first day at this new job, what what's gonna happen? Well, if I do make that mistake, who am I gonna ask for help or who am I going to go to to get help with that? Thinking about that in advance so that if it doesn't go right and if you get one of those worst case scenarios, that you also have a backup plan, a an action plan for you to follow through. If you make the mistake, then you you can have that conversation with yourself like, that's okay, we thought about this, we knew that this could happen, but we also know that if this did happen, we were gonna do this next. And so let's go and do that now so that this doesn't become something bigger than it needs to. And it's just about having your own back when it comes to that worry and having those action plans. If you are an overthinker, rather than letting your mind ramble and spiral Create something that's actually going to support that thinking and use that overthinking power to your benefit rather than working against it, work with it. Finally, if you are a warrior and you have your action plan and you're still feeling worried and you're still feeling nervous about this thing and it's still taking up a lot of space or you find yourself worrying about the outcome in the middle of doing the thing, one of the best things you can do for yourself is breathe. Even before you do your reflections, if you're in a state of worry and you want to work through that journal exercise, before you begin, breathe. Sometimes one of the most powerful things that you can do for yourself is to take a moment to focus on your breath and help yourself come back to the present moment. Because if you're worrying, you're focused on the future. You're not focused on now. You're thinking about what might happen next. And the more you focus on that, the less connected you are with your present moment. The more connected you are with your present moment, the better you're going to be able to bring that rational thinking and that problem-solving thinking, that creative thinking to this challenge that's in front of you or this thing that has created this worry. So you need to bring yourself back to the present moment. Connect with a little bit of that mindfulness. Breathe deep. One of my favorite tools when I find myself spiraling in worry and finding it really difficult to bring myself down is, first of all, to just step up, move away from the environment that I was in when I started to worry. So if I was at my desk and some things made me start to worry, get up, move, go to a different room, walk away from that environment to just switch your scenery a little bit. That can help you come back to the present moment and calm yourself a little bit. And one of my favorite breathing exercises that I like to do that's really quick and easy to pull out and really easy to remember no matter where you are and really easy to focus in on is called box breathing. So what you're going to do is wherever you are, look for something that is square or rectangular shaped in the room around you. So a framed picture or a book, something with four sides. And 
you're going to breathe around that object. So you're going to visualize your breath, drawing lines around that object as you breathe. And if you're in a room by yourself, you can also just trace the object with your finger as you do the breath work. So starting at the top left-hand corner of the object, you're going to count four and breathe in as you visualize going across that top side. Then going down the right-hand side, you're going to hold for a count of four. As you're going along the bottom of that square, you're going to breathe out for a count of four. And as you're going along that left-hand side, you're going to hold for a count of four. So breathe in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, breathe out, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. And repeat that as many times as you need to just come back to a place of calm, focusing on the counting, focusing on the shape, focusing on your breath, connect with your present moment. When you get to that present moment, another really helpful tool, mindfulness tool, to help you reset your mindset is to just describe in the moment what you're doing. I am statements. Because again, worrying, we're focusing on the future. We want to come back to the now so that we can reconnect with that rational thought and problem solve this thing that we're worried about. So just give yourself a few moments of doing I am statements. After you've done your breath work and reset, something I find helpful after that is to go and do like a mundane task or activity that's going to be easy for me to do and focus on. And while I'm doing that, I do my I am statements. So one of the things that I will usually do, so I've had my worry moment, I get up, I leave the room, I do my breathing. And then the next thing I usually do is I go and make myself a cup of tea. And as I'm doing that, I describe what I'm doing as I'm doing it using I am statements in my head, or you can say it under your breath if you're by yourself. I am walking to the kitchen. I am putting water in the kettle. I am pressing boil. I am getting a cup from the cupboard. I am putting a tea bag into that cup. Just focusing on your present moment. And hopefully by the time you've done all of this reset, you'll find that you are much calmer. You're more than likely still going to be worried about that thing that's causing worry, but you should be able to now come with your journal and go, okay, I'm worried about this. Let's work through it. What's the worst that could happen? What's the best that could happen? If the worst of the worst happens, what would we do then in order to make the best of the best happen? How can I support myself? What are my steps for success? And then what is my action plan if it goes wrong? And I'd like to finish this episode with a little bit of inspiration because we've had a lot of implementation in this episode. And we like that balance here on Philip Your Cuff. I'd like to finish off with one of my favorite quotes from Marie Schmick's Wear Sunscreen speech, um, which if you haven't heard it before, it was made um, more famous by Baz Luhrmann, who did a kind of spoken word music production of this Wear Sunscreen speech that Mary Schmick created as a graduation speech. 
Um, if you've never listened to it before, I have linked it in the show notes because it's such an inspirational speech and an inspirational piece of spoken word created by Baz Luhrmann. But one of my personal favorite lines from this that always resonates with me as someone who struggles with anxiety, as someone who is an overthinker, of someone who worries a lot is, don't worry about the future or worry, but know that worrying is as effective as trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubblegum. I love this quote, and I think it's an excellent quote to round up everything that we talked about as a reminder that our brain is going to worry. We are going to think of worst case scenarios, but thinking about those worst case scenarios is not going to help us solve the problem or overcome the challenge. The only thing that is, is action. And in order for us to take that action, we have to have our own backs to show up to plan our steps for success, to help ourselves get the most out of this challenge and to help us turn it from a fear into a growth moment or a learning experience. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to leave a review to let me know what you think. And don't forget to rate the show wherever you love to listen to podcasts. Ratings and reviews are so helpful in helping others discover the podcast so they can start to create a life that feels good as well. If you haven't done so already, don't forget to hit subscribe. And also don't forget to head on over to Instagram and Facebook and find the show as at Pod and follow us over there. Join the community and join the conversation around all of these topics that we are talking through in all of these episodes. And finally, an end of the episode reminder, because we've done two episodes that focused around wonderful listeners' questions. So if you have a question that you would love to hear answered in an episode this season, be sure to submit it to our listeners' question cup, which is a really quick and easy Google form to fill out. And it is linked along with lots of other good stuff, as always, in the show notes. Whatever is weighing on your mind right now, whatever you might be worrying about, remember that you are always stronger than you think you are. You've got this. If you made it to the end of this episode, I hope that you feel a little less alone in your personal development journey and a little more inspired to do something today to show up for yourself. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast streaming app or platform. And if you want even more weekly inspiration, then head on over to Instagram or Facebook and follow the show as at fillupyourcuppod. Remember, you can't pour from an empty cup. So do one small thing today to pour into yours and start creating a life that feels good for you.